Previously on the Chip Lunch Podcast. Where do you have to be? I have to be at a paint and sip um, because I'm a mother that uh, resides in the Shire. Should we do a part two? Oh, I would love a part two. Maybe a part two with Luca. I feel like Luca. <laughs> That's the second part of your life. Yeah, yeah it's a sec- that is true. Your son, Luca. Let's do that. Oh. Yeah. I know, sure. right? Is, is Luca hidden by his microphone up? Welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. Um, It's very exciting because we are here with two people, one of who has been on before, was on last week. Last week. Cliffhanger. (laughs) Yeah, we left on a cliffhanger. Yeah, because I had to leave. Yes. To go to the paint and sip. Hang on, let me introduce you before you start the story. I'm going to introduce the people on the podcast okay, sorry. first. My, I, I well, you really have jumped the gun there. <laughs> I have. Oh, sorry. sorry. My name is Joel. Well, hello, Joel. Hi, how are you? Great. And we are joined by Nikki for part two of, uh, of the story of her life. It's like this is our life. I know, right? And before we get back to your life... We have a big part of your life. Yes. Your son, Luca. Yes. Hello, Luca. Hello. hello. How, how are you? Yeah, pretty good. Excellent. Now, your mum <laughs> seems very excited to share something with us. Yes. You left on a cliffhanger yes. last episode, and this is why we had to make it a part two. That's right. Why did you leave? Why did you have to leave? Do you want to I tell a story? Leave. Yeah. So I had been invited to a, a um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but if you live in the Shire, you certainly have, which is, it's a paint and sip, which is um, the equivalent of karaoke of the art world, which is where you <laughs> you paint and you uh, sip wine. And as the night progresses, you progressively feel like you are the next Picasso. And is that what happened for you? Um. Sort of. No, I, I knew my talents were limited going in and leaving. So um, I loved how some people, like, I just was like, this is a bit of fun, blah, blah, blah. But some you people were, yeah, 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 people were like, I'm going in the Archibald. Like, they just were taking it really seriously. And I was like, really, Joan? Really, Joan? You, that, that's going up in the bathroom? It's beautiful journey. It's beautiful. We love it. So, so does that mean you've brought the actual. Guys, uh, finished product? I have. Wow. Ready, for, ready for it. Can't wait for it. Now, wow. That's the back. That's the back. <laughs> oh. <Ta-da>. Now. <laughs> solitary clap. Solitary clap. <laughs> but you know what? That's better than the... Um, I should really keep it still. Um, so that is better than the response I got from one of my friends, which was, oh, it's COVID with leaves. Um, COVID? Yeah. <laughs> COVID with leaves. Goodness. Yeah. It's the follow-up. It's the follow-up movie to Dances with Wolves. It's COVID with leaves. <laughs> um, it's a bush gum, apparently. Snow gum, bush gum. I'm trying to work out where to put it. No, but Yeah, it's good. Describe it. Describe it if people are just listening to it on the audio. Well, um, what it is, it's a blue canvas with Beautiful. a uh, red um, mm. bush gum flower mm. with some dots. I see what they did there. Yeah, mm. see, and I've done a little um, extra like with a red in the leaf and... <laughs> Anyway, it's COVID. It looks like the COVID uh, virus with leaves. So, <laughs> oh, the, the, the big spike protein yeah, the thing. Big spli- yeah, the white spike proteins and stuff. So um, yes. there you go. Aren't you glad you tuned in for volume two? I like your see? leaves. I think the leaves are good. Well, the leaves, see, this is what I'm saying. It's karaoke of the art world. The leaves were the last thing I did. So oh. I really just kind of, you know, worked up to, okay. to the crescendo, which was the leaves, the smallest part of the painting. <laughs> so I was pretty proud. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Um, well, if you ever come to my home, it, it will be um, it will be on display in the bathroom. Well, I think we should. <laughs> bathroom. I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, Lucas sitting on the toilet. Wow, that's a beautiful painting. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's a real laxative. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real laxative. <laughs> yeah, real laxative for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, well, would you like to put it up in the studio, in the third space studio? Where we ha- yes. Yeah. I'm going to donate. Yeah, you can have it. Should we do that, boys, at the back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, you let's were clapping before for it. Now <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah, they've got you. a coffee now. So okay. Yeah. Okay. That's right. All right. Let's leave that uh, on the speaking table. Speaking of which, you can just like have oh, the bring secret the hand the, of God the coffee. come in with that coffee. <laughs> that coffee is going to slide in to your DMs. Um, we. Um, have a new guest. Yes. We've already heard about how you take your hot chips. 
Yes. We've already heard about how you became a Christian. Correct. But because Luca is on the podcast, yes. I, I thought, it. why don't we do the same thing? So first of all, first question, Luca, how do you like your hot chips? How do I love my hot chips? Um, I think I just have chicken salt. Usually, maybe on some, some bread, uh, some chip sandwiches. I'm very much like my father in that way, except he doesn't have salt, which is kind of... Yeah, no, so no salt for him. Yeah, but mm. I like a lot of chicken salt and yeah, kind of how I... Just on that, you know, we were talking last week about how you keep a relationship alive. This is how you keep a relationship alive. You order chips with salt, and when they come with salt, you say, "Oh, I said no salt. I don't know what's happened." That's. I mean, they I just. Said, I said no salt. I said no salt. I'd be lying if I haven't done that before. <laughs> <laughs> if that's listening to this, yeah, it's the cousin's family <laughs> secret. The cousin's family lies. Yeah. I'd be lying if I didn't say I didn't lie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, cool. Any sauce. Um, if barbecue sauce is there, I'd have some. It's available. Yeah. 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 Make sure you're speaking to this yep. microphone, I, my friend. Yep. We don't uh, want the people to miss out on your true. amazing story. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so second question then. Yep. By the way, I'm disappointed it's chicken salt again. Oh, it's chicken At least Cuz is no salt. But he's going to have real salt. No. Chicken salt thing? is just made salt, up. Isn't chicken salt just salt with seasoning? Yeah. It's fake. <laughs> it had, it had it something right. added to it. Salt is from the ground. You're salt of the earth. Yeah. What's wrong with improving things? Like your your eyesight is obviously not great and you improve it with glasses. Excuse you. How dare you bring it back to that? <laughs> <laughs> I could think about your many faults. Oh, mate. <laughs> I've chosen I, not I, to do I, that on this I podcast. I was say, if we're going to go through the Nikki Faults podcast, welcome to volume 47. <laughs> like, you ain't got enough airtime yeah, for that. We're in a, like 16-part <laughs> <That's> podcast. <laughs> Uh, I, sorry, I wasn't. It was just the first thing I saw. But I'm just saying, like sometimes things can be improved. That's true, but then you've got the classics. Yeah. Yeah. Shakespeare has stayed the same. Yeah, but then Since ten things about you is a really rocking version of oh. Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> <laughs> Clueless is a great version of Emma. I'm hurting you with these. <laughs> ten things I hate about you is a funny movie, though. It's a great movie. Mm. Anyway, let's go back to <laughs> let's yes. back to Luca. Yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah. Nick is just like this is I, my part. Back I, to I, me, yeah, yeah. Luca. Yes. How did you become a Christian? Um, that's that is a good question. Um, Thank you. Because I grew up obviously in a Christian family because mum and dad were Christians. Surprise. Um, <laughs> and I grew up at Janelli, which is good. Um, Janelli Anglican Church. Yeah, yeah yep. Anglican Church. Yep. Um, yeah, it's pretty much been a Christian my whole life. Um, wouldn't really, I mean, there were times obviously like maybe doubted it, especially when I was a little younger and into a lot of science, there was a lot of like mini Luca going, oh, this seems right. And then like, I thought that maybe, mm. but I always was a Christian and, um, yeah, it's kind of, I, there's not really a defining time. I don't think that I've changed my as in like oh now i'm a christian type thing i right. just kind of always grew up in sunday school and <laughs> yeah. that way knew all the answers yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> what um you said that stuff about science what made you like first of all doubt but then come back and go, oh no i can still like hold science and my Christianity yeah. in the same um i i think it was just like learning um so I was like, quite fascinated as a kid about different sciences and stuff. Can you confirm, Nikki? I can confirm. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand, but I can confirm. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was kind of my thing. And then um, oh, I was just going to Sunday school asking my leaders and stuff. Um, they probably hated me. There was this one leader back in Janelli Anglican that, um, <laughs> yeah, I like every week would ask about five different questions. Like what? Um, I think I remember... Was stupid ones like where's the Garden of Eden? Uh, that was <laughs> yeah. one I was fascinated by. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, where was the Garden of Eden? Yeah. Guys, <laughs> pointed to it on a map. <laughs> I wish I'd been there to see that. Yeah. That'd have been hilarious. Yeah, uh, younger me was yeah interesting. Um, oh, it was just stuff like um, well, they say the Big Bang happened, like um, that, it's different stuff like that. Prove me wrong. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think I always, like, I always prayed and stuff. Like, it never stopped being a Christian, but, um, it was just like, um, and also like a lot of my mates are really into science as well. And I was just surrounded by a lot of like, nothing's real if you don't prove it. And that's the, that oh, sort of stuff. Yeah, so, okay. 
Yeah. Um, and then, like, think about year nine, year 10, maybe year eight, um, I kind of conf- um, cemented in myself that, mm. yeah, um, fully 100% that science, separating science and God um, isn't really uh, how I'd see it. It's kind of like um, God created science. God did. God obviously created the universe and has to do it in some way. So I kind of that's how I kind of linked the two yep. in my mind. Yeah, yeah. That was the was that was the main thing of like helped you to understand. Yeah, that. It, was like, well, it kind of God did like, create everything. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, I think and it really like also kind of realizing that science like it doesn't really matter in a in a weird way that like how God made things doesn't actually kind of um, mean we go to heaven or anything like that so like at the end of the day um i was kind of realizing that yeah the bible really that's the one true thing mm. and kind of not being so hung up on i wish science is cool i still love it to this day but i think mm. i was realizing that wasn't the defining um kind of makeup of yeah. what i believe so in. you said like it's almost like not a switch but you decided not being yeah i can still be a christian first and then still be into science yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. kind of how i um Thought about that, yeah. yeah. Cool. Does uh, Luca get his interesting science from you, Nikki? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Like, um, so I remember. So two things. I remember driving somewhere with you, and I was like, "Oh," and you were young, mm-hmm. and I remember being like, "So, do you think like you're God's friend?" And you were like, yeah. And, and I was, and how, old, how old was Luca? I don't remember this. I, I, I reckon you were seven or eight. Oh, like wow. it was, okay. it, you were young. And, yeah. and, I, and I, I don't know, the opportunity just presented itself to kind of ask the question of like, I think we were talking about what's the most important thing or something. And I was like, well, that's whatever happens, that's the most important thing. Like, yeah, it's good to be successful. Like it was, I think we were having like a live chat sure. to do when you were eight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so I remember that and you being like, yeah. And I was like, okay, great. That's the most important thing. And then, um, but separate to, so so there's that. And then conversely, the biggest argument we ever had. Oh, I don't, you don't, I have no idea what you're going to say. I, I, I so <laughs> the biggest argument we ever had was when you wanted to drop band. Oh, this is I'll in year 11. He wanted mm. to stop doing band. And I was like, no, you need to keep doing band. And you were like, I'm not an arty kid, mum. And I'm like, do you know that other parents like completely plan their life? I said, I said, I can't wait. Do you get to the therapist office and go, my mum was so mean to me. She told me to keep playing the drums. <laughs> do you remember that argument we yes, had? Yes, no, I do. And, I, I do talk about now. And I yeah. legitimately think that is one, like with yeah. the exception of like pick up your, all, all that boring stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's the like the biggest kind of yeah. argument we've ever had, yeah. just because I wanted an arty kid. Because um, yeah, because well, we know you're arty yourself, <laughs> yeah. don't you? Don't we? Yeah. A, a performing arts kid, and and um and and he's into science, and, and I, I I love it for him, but yeah. I I have no, I have no idea. And I remember you were picking your year eleven subjects. Oh, yeah. We were driving up to church, remember? Yeah, we actually, and I was yeah. like, what are you going to pick? And you're like, I'm going to pick physics and chemistry and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I was like, why don't you do like photography for fun? And you were like, but physics is fun, mum. And <laughs> yeah. I went, yes, I, no, I do remember saying that. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but what was in that moment, I went, yeah, okay, like that, if that's what's fun for you, like I, I, I shouldn't, with the exception of the band. Um, dictate to you what's fun like if physics is what you're like so um no i you know my greatest experiment in science class was tasting jelly beans to see if the color coordinated with the taste oh like uh, almost like harry potter birdie bots every flavor beans right yeah i don't know what that means but Mm. sure they have they have flavored beans that actually taste like snot and stuff like that right no we were just like does green taste like lime and like Mm. that type of thing I went to an arts high school. I was going very arty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, that's the, the cuz side of, uh, of Luca. That's cool. Yeah. But you did win a performing arts award. At oh, the year 12 for assembly. what? I did. For playing win, drums? Uh, I, I think it was like excellence in... Performing arts. Yeah, in performing arts or something. Yeah. Never been prouder. Yeah, 
So the two, sorry, and then we'll get back to you, Luca. So the other proud moment that I have that no matter what, you, just know whatever you achieve in your life, nothing will beat the moment when you played on the bongos, <laughs> Africa by Toto. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah it's the great, and, and because. That's cool. Yeah, I've got it all on video every time. And he, 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 did, he did it a couple of years and every year. Yeah. Like, and like everyone else is like, and I'm like, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> this is my favourite song. Woo! I couldn't I couldn't look over at mum because I would just start bursting I'm out like laughing. This. I'm like, like yeah. She's fully into it. And I, I just And I all the not teachers would know. Things. And then they looking at me and like um, <laughs> um, Miss Crawford, who I adore, which is a music teacher, she'd just be like. Did that one for you, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, yeah, so great. sorry. Back to you, Luca. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just in, like I thought it'd be cool to hear. Just we went pretty quickly, and because you know, it's your, your mum's part too, so we've got to got to be careful. We don't isolate her from the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as if that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to allow that. No, hundred um, percent. If you're becoming a Christian, so you like, it seems like you kind of had that turning point around year eight, year nine, mm, year yeah. ten. What yeah. did that um, look like for you after that then? Because I know that you, for example, at your high school started a Christian group, right? Yeah, that was a cool thing as well. So I think it was, um, it kind of coincided with actually moving to Solis as well. A kind of that, kind of a formative moment, um, kind of a change in scenery, I think also helped as well. Um, kind of different perspective on things, meeting some new people. And mm-hmm. I think like, in terms of a turning point, I think I distinctly remember a... Um, Dan Gale, uh, one of the old pastors. Um, yeah, he's here. a student pastor. Student yeah. pastor here. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, he actually did told a story about one of my old science teachers because he went to the high school <laughs> I went to, and <laughs> he was talking about having an. He had an argument with this science teacher about religion and science. Okay, and. It was very ironic because I, I, I actually hadn't argued with him, but he had said a few things around the classroom that uh, were very similar to what he said to um, Dan. And it was quite interesting, um, kind of, he didn't really know what to say to the science. And I think that kind of made me feel like, oh, okay, so I'm not the only one that like, does, when someone asks, well, I, I, I once got like, how did, um, how did all the animals fit in the, the ark? That was a big one that I got asked um, by my mates. Stuff like that and the teacher having an argument and he didn't know how to answer. Dan was, that was the big thing. He didn't really know how to answer that. Um, and just kind of pointing back to the Bible. I think that was cool uh, to like not know the answer and also just like know that God is good and mm. um, just look back to Bible verses. Um, I think that was a formative moment where I'm like, okay, like I don't need to, there's no point um, being able to justify everything in that way. Like, um, you know, like it doesn't matter how the, all the animals went on the ark and stuff. So I think it was um, good back then to, when, when I was having that, I thought a lot about that and kind of prayed and I was like, yeah, okay. Um, that kind of... Um, that idea in my head, I'm like, I, I finally just formed that with God. And yeah, ever since I never really looked back. It's something that I love in this podcast is that we like hear everyone's stories mm. um, on Chip Lunch. And then like you hear about how God has used their own unique experiences for them to form their own, mm. like their, yeah. their Christian experience. So like, it's almost like the questions you were asking at youth group mm. got turned back on you. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And, yeah. Then, and then you realise, oh, actually, it doesn't matter because God's good. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, I've never thought about that, but that's exactly exactly what happened, yeah. actually. That's yeah, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's, it's cool because I know um, I got a mate who's exploring Christianity at the moment and is going through very similar questions, Okay, which is interesting Um yeah, you're saying in the reverse of like, I'm now answering the questions I used to say. And um, which, yeah, it's an interesting experience um, because cause you know what they're thinking. Like, um, I think that's cool. But like, I think he comes from a non-Christian background. So it's a very different experience, um, which is also cool to navigate. And also just um, knowing that God's there as well. But yeah, I think that's cool. And then in the lunchtime group was a good um, thing as well for me, uh, having um, not just God being 
like you're only you're only talking to God on a Sunday morning or a Saturday night when you're at church. I think it was cool with our um, high school lunchtime group to like, oh, you're there at school. You when you look around the playground, you actually know there's Christians around. Yeah. It's like I think uh, I heard once heard a um, sermon illustration or like just the thing he was saying when when you walk into the, the school, almost you've got like you know you're different, but they don't know you're different type thing. And like, you know, you're a Christian. So I think that was interesting. Um, and it's kind of cool to, when you go to the Sunshine Group, you can see um, the people around that you know are Christian. You can um, kind of, yeah, it's almost like you, you look at each other, not on the playground. Like it's kind of that cool um, experience outside of church. I think it's, that's What good. made you start that group? Or did you, sorry, did you start it? So there were a few things with that. So I went in year seven it was massive hmm. um and it was this massive thing like the uh lunchtime group guy came to my primary school actually to introduce it to us during scripture i went to high school into year seven and then um it was massive there were so many people the, the room was packed right and we had hot chips um uh, it was a, it, it was, was actually a chip lunch yeah it was a chip lunch yeah <laughs> so that kind of was a, a thing from year seven to eight and then I never actually, you don't really notice a decline, like from week to week, but mm. there was a few moments where I'm like, oh, there's, there is less people coming. And then the guy who did scripture, who was really good, and the guy who was doing the lunchtime group left. And we're left with this other guy who, I can't remember, he, was keep, he kept going and we kind of saw a decline because then he stopped advertising it to scripture. Yeah. Um, and then we saw this decline through year nine and then he left as well. So we were left in a position where we had no one um, kind of hosting it. And that was um, interesting because then it kind of became a, uh, a crowd. So a crowd like kind of organizing it, yeah. which is cool. Um, it, was, it was really cool. So I feel my mates... Um, who are Christian, we kind of got together and were like, let's keep this going. Um, and so we did, and we organised in the group of us every week. One of us will do like a five, ten minute Bible talk, um, which was a cool, cool thing. And we kind of kept that going. And um, yeah, and it's actually now, so, and then the, pr- the issue we had was we were leaving school in a couple of years how do we go on to the next um, next generation type thing and training them up um, to a point now where they've got someone back and it's running and thriving now, so which is cool because it's cool to see that they're um, something that like when we turn up and no one turns up, it's like kind of like, Ugh. and you're, you're thinking like, oh, once we go, it's just not going to exist anymore. Yep. Um, but it's really cool now to see um a person who's actually a friend of ours um mm-hmm. taking it over yeah um and knowing knowing that that's a thing and god used you in a way to keep that open and um knowing that like i don't know in five years still going you, you kind of played a part in that i think it's really cool and that god used you yeah um yeah i think that's I that know. was an important part of your life and it's still going on mm. yeah that's yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, nikki uh, are you uh, excited to see how Luca has progressed in his faith. Yeah, I, um, it's really interesting to me. And I probably should now say maybe I'll add that as well as the Toto <laughs> Bongo <laughs> solo to the things that I'm most proud of. Um, um, so I didn't know any of that was happening until week away. Remember when you mm. stood up a yeah. week away mm. and, and told that story. Wicked ways when we go away as a whole yeah, church yes. yep, for, for a week. Yeah. Mm. And um, I, I just didn't, you know, um, like, you know, we encourage our family to, to, you know, stand up for what they believe in and um, to be, you know, proud Christian people and, and, but also acknowledge the struggle of what that can be sometimes. Mm. And, and, knowing when to speak up, like, you know, it's, it's hard to be different. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't realise any of it until that week. And, like, I, I had to walk out of the room. Like, I was quite – I wasn't yeah. just – up. I, I, I was upset 
because it was right when you were in the struggle of it and yeah. you just didn't know what was happening yeah. and but so incredibly proud um and that you just done it all on your own like yeah. it was just yeah, such a mark of who you are as a person mm. and i remember like clocking um my friend who i've known since i was in high school who um was a week away and she just like was like you okay i'm like i'm just gonna i just need i need i need a moment yeah. i was going on to the breezeway yeah, yeah. right. i'm just gonna collect my thoughts <laughs> let the breeze um, wash away uh, blow away the tears yeah and um and yeah i was just so proud mm. and um you know it's a weird thing being a parent just in general but like there's everyone gives you credit for your children and and I feel like when they're younger there's probably some validity in that because you are their primary caregiver and so they're like oh you've taught them well and but as they get older you kind of have to go well that's that's them now and so I try to make a conscious effort so if someone says oh you know Luca did so you know you've raised him so well I'm like well you know he's 18 now like that's that's him I've got I've got not that I don't have anything to do with it, mm-hmm. but he's making his own. You helped provide the foundation for it. Yeah, I, I yeah, I guess I did, but y- you know, it does get to a point where they choose their own foundation. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. so, um, seeing the way that he interacts with his like Christian friends and non-Christian friends, um, yeah, it, it's a great witness. I don't even think you realise what a great witness yeah, it is. I, no, not really. No, but you're, yeah, you're pretty clueless. <laughs> you're, you're pretty like it's it's a weird combination, and maybe it's because you're the product of your parents, which is that you can be incredibly clueless, but also incredibly compassionate, and somehow in the same moment, I do, I, <laughs> I, I actually don't know how that's possible. Yeah. Like it's a strength. Like like it's yeah. a it's a strength, but um, yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm very proud of, mm. like, who, I mean, like, could pick a towel up off the floor, that'd be helpful, wow. but, Jeez. Um, <laughs> but no. This is what I said between you two. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah. What, what if we, because no, it is your part two, Nikki, yeah. we kind of said, and Nikki, oh, sorry, Luca is a very big part of your life, obviously. Yes. How do we meld those two together? Because last, last episode, we talked about how you grew up. You went to a performing arts high school in mm-hmm. year 11 and 12. Yes. And then you went to Bathurst. Yes. And you hated it. Yes. What – did we talk about what you didn't like? I can't remember if we did, but uh, – We may have touched on it, but basically – and I think it's like what what we're just talking about with Luca is I felt like I just couldn't be authentic. Ah. I couldn't be myself. I had to be a certain – Oh, that's right. There was a, the pretentiousness. The and pretentiousness stuff. and, you know, like – and I just, just didn't have a tolerance mm. for that. Did you finish your course? No. Oh, oh no, I failed spectacularly. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> how long were you there for then? A year. A year. And yeah. then you came back. <coughs> yeah, I came back. Mm-hmm. And then what did you do once you came back from Bathurst so to Sydney? My mum was working at a, um, a, a loyalty incentive agency and they needed a secretary and um, back when secretaries were a thing. Um, and Second, they're just like administrative assistants yeah, now. Yeah, I know. But I, I worked the front desk and I, I it was back when paper, I, I folded so many paper envelopes and oh, we had yeah. statements and things like, mm. you name it. I worked I, for my dad who owned a business when I was like 14 doing exactly the same yeah. thing. Wow, a lot of paper cuts. Yeah, a lot of paper cuts. But the day we got a folding machine was like, wow. yeah, I, I'll never forget it. I was just <laughs> like, what is this deliciousness? Yeah, like I've saved 30 hours of yeah. my job. That's awesome. Yeah, so, um, but I left. Luca was two or three when I left. Like, so I worked there for the for the rest of my days pretty much. Mm. But I... um. I met cars and I, I had intentions to go back and do a teaching degree, but um, that never happened. Because you wanted to do drama related stuff. Yeah, or just just teach. Like I hadn't really thought that far in advance. Mm. I just kind of knew that the path that I thought I wanted, I just didn't. And I miss my friends and I, I yeah, the remote lifestyle of Bathurst just did not suit me. So, um, yeah, I came back and then built a life here and, um, yeah, never looked back really. So, <laughs> never went back to uni. Um, that's <clears throat> one of the other things, like, Luca will be the first person in our family to go to university and, mm. <clears throat> you know, 
Yeah. Just computer science, right? Yeah, computer science. Is yeah. it computer? Uh, yes. People go, I go, it's, it's, there's computer at the front of it. There's computers involved. Yeah. <laughs> I always yes. think it's engineering. No, it's science. Science, yeah. Computer yeah. science. Yeah. Which is like coding yeah. and things like that, right? Coding, yeah. Pretty much just coding and like learning how to uh, run a coding business, that sort of stuff. Yeah, wow. Pretty much just coding. He comes yeah. home and talks about algorithms and I go, I don't, I, I get that it's important, but I have no idea. Get on the drums, boy. That's what I understand. <laughs> Play the drums again. Play the drums again. <laughs> That's what I know. Which is interesting. There is like kind of a maths-based thing to music, right? Like mm. you can oh like yeah. in terms of the, the... I believe I brought that up in the argument. Oh, did you? <laughs> I don't know if I did. But There's <laughs> maths in drums. <laughs> the maths part is counting in your head and yeah. I was notoriously bad at that. And <laughs> really the teachers did not like me. Um, they well, no, 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 that no, that not like not me, lock, not like me for not doing that, because I would feel the music, not actually count. Um, I don't think I've ever told you this, but Miss Crawford. Um, that sounds like a very she, thing that Nikki would say. Yeah, feel yeah. the music, don't count. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, what did Miss Crawford um, say? Yeah. She just said that uh, you you don't count and that you need to count, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I just didn't didn't do that because counting was annoying, because you didn't count in your head and like. I just go. Oh, I need to come in some some time around here. <laughs> okay, cool. I yeah. will. I will say that um, I'm not like I'm not a sporty parent. So like when you play soccer or whatever, couldn't care less on the result. Like whatever, mm. just you know, just do you. But I remember once you were in a band competition and you were starting off. Remember that? And I was like, oh, this is the most stressful thing. What if we get like I <clears throat> was so stressed about him, like not competing well in the band can in the band competition. I think you came second, didn't yeah, you? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So oh, another proud moment. Another proud yeah. moment. Oh, there's full of proud moments. Yeah, that's this right. one. With <laughs> all this of them. <laughs> with all of them. But yeah. yeah. Just this one. Um, so Luca is your firstborn. <laughs> he is my firstborn. Um, but how long were you and Cuz married before you had children? That's a great question. So we were married in ninety nine. I was in O two. And you were born in O two. Okay. Yes. So th- around three years. Yeah, mm. it feels longer. It feels like we were married longer than that. But so he was the end of O two, so it's probably like yeah, three, four. Oh, years. That's the the thing I want to oh, bring up. Can yeah. you please talk about when your children's birthdays are? <laughs> so I will I will preface it by this: we have no special birthdays in March. I'll also preface it with none of this was planned. So I have three children. No, because that's always the follow-up question and I don't want you to ask me that question because people don't realise how rude that question is. Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't have drunk this coffee. I've now got like milk. Anyway. It's fine. So Luca is born on the 30th of December. Mm -hmm. Tara is born on the 27th of December. (laughs) And so when I fell pregnant with Alana and she was due mid-January, I said to my obstetrician, no, 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 you have a two-day window and it's either the 28th or the 29th <laughs> of December. And he was like, I, can't. I go, no, this is what's happening. And so she was born on the 28th of December. <laughs> so we have four birthdays within uh, – no, three birthdays within four days between Christmas and New Year. And yeah. I will preface it by saying there are no birthdays in March because that is always the follow-up question. It's a very – it must be a very expensive time because so you've got Christmas and birthdays. Everyone says that and – just because you combined all our presents. Well, I don't combine. You, you don't. I you don't. You don't. But, but a lot of people do. <laughs> look, it's everything's got pros and cons. They've yeah. all got the same crappy birthday. So I think it would be worse if two of them were then and then one was in the middle of the year. Yeah, and so they've all had the same experience of, you know, birthday after to Christmas. Um, and they... Well, you, I, I can't speak to it. I mean, they were when they were younger, like by the time we got to New Year's Eve, I was like... If I don't see another present or family member or cake for like six months, I'll be okay. Mm. So it was more that, and that's kind of chilled. Now that everyone's gotten older, that's chilled out a bit more. Um, but yeah, like it just, it is what it is. Yeah, I've been my my entire family. So my mum, dad, and sister are all born in July, and I'm in October. Yeah, <laughs> like, I have to. I used to say when I was when I was like in high school, I go broke in July because I have to buy all the yeah. presents. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really not that bad, is it? No, no, it's not the end of the world. No. Um, so how did that change your life, Nikki? So Luca enters the world, and being a Christian and also as a mum. Yeah, that's a great 
question. For a while, I didn't know whether I wanted to have kids. Right. So it was a um, spoiler alert. I did. Glad you did. So I guess what I'm trying to say there is like I really thought about it. Mm. Um, and was that to do with the way that you grew up? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Yeah, and just kind of like. Yeah, my experience shaped what I thought being a parent would be. Um, and then I also thought it would take a really long time before pregnant and it didn't, so it just kind of all happened really quickly. And, yeah, I, 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 it's such a weird thing. Like, I remember I, it's, it's one of those things that you can't imagine until it happens. You can't imagine, like loving someone that you've never met that just this this whole thing and it's and I remember my friend saying well they bring their own love and I was like I don't I don't don't even know what that means (laughs) and it's but it's true like it just and suddenly you become responsible for this you know and and Luca was born early and he was tiny and we're in hospital for a really long time and not actually not really long like but it seemed like a long time and just you know we were we were babies ourselves, you know, like just... Nothing ever prepares you for having a child. You can read as many books as you want. Yeah, 100%. You can do whatever you want. Like I was talking to someone about this the other day and it's like you like the closest you ever get is putting like your feet in the water and then when you have it, like you think of it as you're preparing to be a parent but then you're just thrown in the deep end. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and it's just like what about this and what about and you're like oh, oh. and they're like you, you make that decision mm. and what's really interesting now is because Luca has turned 18 so you know like you you have to make the decisions and um about what what happens with them and you know like he's he's been relatively healthy most of his life so it hasn't been too difficult but um this year he dis- you dislocated your shoulder. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. we had to go to the hospital and they had to put him under to put it back in. And so they're telling him about the procedure and stuff. And so the doctor's like, "And is that okay? And he looked at me and I was like, no, no, no. I don't get to sign the thing anymore. Like, yeah. you get yeah, to sign it. And so it's now this reversal and it's been a real process of – and I tried to consciously do it before he turned 18 to be like, this is – with the exception of the band, of course. Like, it's your life, it's your choices, like, just kind of, you know, trying to build up that independence. Because I feel like as equally as when you, you first have your baby, it's your responsibility to look after them and, and nurture them. As they come out of that, it's equally your responsibility to... Let them go. Let them go. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that something, like, in terms of, like, growing up, having to go to a high school was a long way, like a reasonably long way away. It's like you had you had to develop your independence a fair bit there. So you like, well, I've got to make sure that my children have that too. I don't think it was the school that built the independence. I just think it was the situation at the time. So um, uh, like the, the going to school far away just taught me how to be funny on trains. <laughs> um, Did you inherit that, Luca? <laughs> Uh, my mates probably think no, but uh, <laughs> um, I think yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, that was one of the shocking things. Remember when one of your friends went, "It's sarcasm, Luca. Don't you get it?" And I was like, "You don't understand sarcasm. I really <laughs> when did that happen. I think it was Tig. Oh, remember Tig was like, "We're being sarcastic, Luca. Yeah. Don't you get it?" And I was like, "Have I not taught you sarcasm? <laughs> Have I done nothing? Like what? That's my job." You know, <laughs> to teach you sarcasm. It's independence and sarcasm. sarcasm. That's it. That's my two jobs. Um, but yeah, look, it, it changes. It changes everything. And um, yeah, w- the way I describe it to the kids when they are like, what's it like being a parent? I just say everything's turned up to 11. So, you know, like on the volume, it goes to 10. But mm. 11. Yeah, that's from, um, what's the movie called? Oh, I can't even think of it. It's not right called now. Status Quo. It's this is no, it's the Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, Spinal yeah. Tap. And so by that I mean, when things are amazing, it's at eleven. Mm. But when things are bad, also at eleven. I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, and there have been times when it's been eleven both ways, and so that's just just what it's like, you know. And so, um, 
that's to me the best way to describe being a parent. So the frustration and is it 11? <laughs> the sadness at 11 yeah. and the, like... But the joy. The joy and the laughter and the, yeah. yeah. The fun times. The fun times. What fun times? Are, you think of a fun time. You're not going to think of one. Oh, I, I don't know. Well, oh, you're thinking of that. Yeah. Yeah. Becoming a mum, how did that impact your faith? I, I hate to say it because it, I feel like in some way it delegitimizes people who ha- don't have kids. And, and I'm not trying to do that at all. But for me, I really – it just took it to another level. Like I understood the sacrifice. I understood what it meant to for, for God to sacrifice Jesus. I was like, that's just that parental love. Mm. Like, So to give your only son – to die for the world took an took a it affected me on a personal level more than it had previously and i and i think you know maybe for some other people who have had to find deep forgiveness that would be the the equivalent of you know for me it was through having children that i i had a deeper understanding of that sacrifice but maybe if you hadn't had kids, maybe like you've had to forgive something that people would think is unforgivable. You could also, that's yeah. a similar type of thing. Mm. Um, but it just, you know, um, it just, I don't know, again, it just turned up to 11, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Like the miracle, I mean, just the miracle of like birth and living. like Just even like, even when I've seen an, an ultrasound of my kids, I'm like, yeah. Wow. And just like I was really, you know, well looked after. My my obstetrician also um and, and we didn't it didn't we didn't know but was a Christian and just, just oh. really like loved and supported through through the journey and you know, I was not it wasn't the healthiest of pregnancies either. So there mm. were there were times where, you know, it, it, it wasn't easy. Although I don't know many people that have an easy pregnancy. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I just yeah, and then we had four years. There's four years between Tara, Aluka, and Tara, so we kind of had four years where it was just the the three of us. Um, and so I feel like, on some ways, that you know, like you're the test pancake. <laughs> as all first children, like, as all first children, yeah, as you would know, I know that too. Like, it's funny how that shapes us, but also the you're talking about there that. You didn't. You weren't sure if you wanted to have kids originally, but then, like, you. I'm talking about how God uses our experiences again to shape mm. our faith in Him. But then you had a Christian obstetrician who you didn't know who was really great. Mm. You still had struggles, which would have made out. But then you see, like, the outcome was you just have an even greater understanding mm. of of God's forgiveness and also the sacrifice that He made with Jesus. Like, hundred percent. That's really cool. It was yeah. That that's. Um, and just wanting to nurture and protect and just mm. that whole, it just, yeah, that whole, you know, um, family being part of God's family piece really just, um, yeah. Like it's the God's ordained order for families and, and like the structure of how society, he would want society yeah. to be. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Did you think of that story? That you were told to think yeah, of? Yeah, <laughs> I think, I mean, I reckon, like, some of the funniest moments have been, like, some of the, when I've, like, been in hospital with, like, broken, my broken legs and stuff, and you're just, like... Hang on, broken legs at the same time? Or no, oh, yeah. so he broke his, like, I've twice. broken both my legs. <laughs> and when, when I did my shoulder as well. I think it was just, like, the stuff when I'm cracking jokes, because I've had those um, drugs... On like painkillers and stuff, and you're also trying to cheer me up. I think it's just those are the fun, those so, the distinct memories. I think that's, that's the, awesome. Well, that just makes it sound like all you do is, which is sort of true. All you do is break bones. No. But here's the <laughs> all you two, do is make jokes, and all I do is make jokes. So here's one of the stories that I, I'll tell two stories. So when he was, I was telling this story yesterday. Um, uh, the when you broke your leg in year eight, no, when you, well, well, you were four. eight, year oh, four, year four, yeah, playing Oztag. Yes, that's right. Luca broke his leg in a non-contact yeah, sport. I did, yeah, 
It's like very Team Phoebe. Really? Yeah, like it was. It was like that close to like. It was just. Oh wow. Yeah, it was, yeah. and so that so the school rang me, and then they're like, "Here's the teacher's phone number," and so I was like, oh, "They've called the ambulance." I'm like, "Okay, I'm on my way." I was like, "Can I talk to him?" And um, oh, no. and um, you're like, "Hi, mum," and I'm like, "You're all right, buddy." And you're like, "Yeah, I'm okay." I'm like, "I'm on my way. It'll be fine." And then I. I'm like, can you put the phone back to this is not joking, the teacher's name was Mrs. Payne. I'm like, can you give the, <laughs> yes. can you give the phone back to Mrs. Payne? And she's like, okay. And then I'm like, oh crap, crap, what am I gonna do? And this and that, and like just going through all the stuff. And you went, I'm still here, Mum. <laughs> you hadn't handed the phone over. <laughs> and so anyway, so that was one of the funny stories. But then mm. when you broke it again, yeah. the other the, the other leg this time, not as badly. Was that in soccer? That yeah, was yeah, yeah, soccer. soccer. It wouldn't happen playing video games or playing <laughs> drums, just saying. Um, and so I don't even – I don't think I've even fully told you this story, which is you were – you had the back slab on. You, we were getting ready to go and you said, um, I don't feel yes, well. I do remember this, yeah. I don't think you remember – you don't remember this part. I know yeah, you don't. But um, – and so – and – and this is going to sound terrible, but I, I feel like it's also relatable that sometimes in the day-to-day of life, things are day-to-day. Like, so parenting and looking after lunches and blah, blah, blah. so it just becomes, you know. And so I just remember, so I said, Luke, I was like, I don't feel well. I think I'm going to vomit. And I was like, okay. And so I turned to get something for him to vomit into and – his eyes roll back in his head and he makes a noise that I've never heard a human make before in my life. And then the doctor swore. <laughs> Which is a great, great design. Yeah. And I just remember so very clearly in that moment going, oh, no, I love you a lot and I do not want you to die. And mm. I just remember going, no, 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 no. And... Because he was there, he pushed me out of the room because he was like, you're not yeah. – I think I actually when I say no, 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 like I was screaming and yeah. um, and he pushed me out of the room and then by the time I came back in, there was a wall of doctors and you must have come too yeah. and because he'd hit the recess button and everyone and their mother comes in when you hit the recess button. And I, I tell that story because in hindsight, it's very funny. Because I, I, what I remember is I remember going, I, I've never actually felt this sick ever. My stomach felt like it was about to explode. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to vomit here. And all I remember is just like feeling really tired. And then I wake up to this um, nurse like, that far away from my head going, Luca, Luca, bang, Luca, Luca, bang, bang, like just slapping me in the yeah. head. Wow. And, and I, yeah. and that alarm going off. Yeah. And then remember afterwards, I was like, hey, so next time you have a choice between passing out and vomiting, just choose vomiting. <laughs> and you went like this, you go, <laughs> you come, this is, and this is my thing about watching a person go through trauma and the actual person going through trauma are two very different experiences. Because yeah. for Luca, he just went to sleep. For me, my firstborn child is dying in front of my eyes, mm. right? And so he goes, hey, mum, you look a bit stressed. I go, do I, do I look stressed? I don't I have no idea why. So just, did you just pass out? Is yeah, that what it was? I think I had a reaction No, you went, oh. you went, it, you didn't just, because pass out to me is like this, a gentle yeah. falling to the ground. Yeah, yeah. No, you made a sound that I've never heard a human make and your eyes did things that human eyes should not like do. possessed. Yeah, and I just remember, I, I was like, I was still holding the thing up for you. Like I think I was like, just vomit, you'll be fine. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. And I just remember very clearly going, I love you so much. Please don't die. Um, like on a visceral level. Like you know you love your kids, mm. right? Like mm. that's that's not a – but, you know, they become part of your life. Mm. And so I was just like, oh, yeah, that, that took a couple of days to get over. Yeah. Cool. You remember when I just didn't want you to play soccer anymore? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a story. Yeah. yeah. A story. Can we move on? Because if you keep saying that, I'll probably end up crying. Oh. I'll start thinking about my own kids. All right, sorry. <laughs> that's yeah. all right. Um. Do we talk about like when his room's messy and stuff? No, like, do you want me to talk about that up? <laughs> it's true. Clean your room, but Luca, far out. Uh, what about 
Um, something that Leonie, one of our wardens, has talked about is being a Christian at work. I thought that might be something worth getting your perspectives on. Let's start with Luca, but because you you're getting ready to kind of enter the workforce after being yeah. at uni, but you've you've worked jobs before. Yes. What's yeah. it What's it like being a Christian when you're working? Um, well, I worked at a butcher for a year <laughs> and a half. Now you can imagine the uh, people that work at a butcher aren't a very like. I don't know how to a put it. A lot of meat talk. Meat yeah. Locker, like Meat locker talk. Yeah, meat <laughs> yeah. locker Just talk. a lot of like really uh, not, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say friendly is the right word, but like just really like macho people and just- I can see you fitting in really well. Yeah, I, yeah no. <laughs> uh, just like a lot of just the bosses talking about things that are not okay. Like just- and them, the people I would work with, telling them things that like should be reported, but like really wasn't, and like good. it just wasn't a good experience to be around. And I think that being a Christian, that is so odd um, and very not fun. But I think, <laughs> yeah. Um, just yeah, I think it was is quite an interesting experience, a new experience. Well, it's very funny for you being in a Christian family. You're starting hearing like you're keeping the Christian group going at school yeah. and then you would go to a butcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just like a lot of, yeah, things I won't get into now. But uh, yeah. No, just please. No, don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> please don't. Yeah. No, um, yeah. What are you thinking, Nikki, that you actually even worked at a butcher? Like, why did you get that job? Because I, because I just would get well, the job. Well, so, so, so right. I had, so the one thing that um, I have complete, faith in is is Luca to stand up for himself and he like he's a if he saw something that was happening that was wrong he'd say something. Yeah I can see that yeah. So um I was more concerned that he cut his fingers off to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for the call that was yeah. like hi yeah. <laughs> can you come and pick up your son and his detached thumb and, and take him to the hospital. <laughs> is, that a, is that a four finger discount? <laughs> <That's Yeah. right. laughs> so that was more my concern. I his integrity is probably better than mine. Mm. So I, d- I didn't worry about that for him, you know. Again, that's part of the letting go is, is letting him make those choices. So that's your fir- is that your first job? Yes, it was, yeah. So that's kind of your first experience in working. But if – are you working now? I do tutoring. So oh, yeah. Really, but no, no, that's work. It wor- it's work. Yeah, yeah that's work. Yeah. Um, what do you think about – when you do get a full-time job, is it going to be difficult or you're not thinking about that much? How much longer have you got to be uni? Uh, well, <laughs> given I, if I pass all my subjects, I have two more years left. Right. Yeah, so I'll be out, yeah, out in two years. Yeah. yeah. So does that, uh, do you have any fears around that or anything like that? Or is it just, just like, oh, just the next part of my life? Got well, to yeah, it's the thing with what... I'm doing is it's a very quick degree so like I started this year and I've, it's a three-year degree so I am in the workplace very quickly and I think that is something I've been thinking about um, just like it's very like um, yeah I think not really scared more just like oh it's something that will happen sooner rather than later you know so I think yeah not really any kind of immediate things but kind of like oh I need to think start thinking about like what's happening there you know yeah, yeah. So. I think you're when you and Nikki, you might agree. When you work full time, your eyes are open to a completely different world yeah. as well. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Yeah, because even like you're just like, oh, I just finished school, and like, uni's a little bit more of an extension of school. Mm. But yeah. then you're like, no, you need to be at your job on time, or you lose the job. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of that, and you need to do that. I remember when I did my first, I did a full time job straight out of high school, mm. and I was so tired. Like <laughs> just working yeah. eight nine hour days for yeah, the yeah. first, I reckon for the first two weeks I was like, oh, I'm so it, tired. It is a lot. Yeah, like I fell asleep on the floor at the old Solis. I remember doing that because that was when I started working full time. But um, what about being uh, a mum and then re-entering the workforce, Nikki? Yeah, that's been challenging. So. I'm at a really great workplace now. Mm. So, um, which took you a long time to get that job. It took me a long time to get that job. It Mm. took me a long time to figure out that 
And one of the things that I love about my job at the moment is that I can actually be myself and be authentic and not have to be, you know, I think someone very said... Very similar to Bathurst. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You'd think I'd learn that lesson, but no. Um, but it, uh, it goes back... There's an expression that mums are expected to work like they don't have kids and, pa- and mother like they don't have a job. Mm. Um, and... I've, I have felt that at various times in my career and I had a stupid career for a person with children which is I worked in events so I would travel a yeah, lot a and I yeah. was very fortunate that I was incredibly supported by cuz and my mum and you know I would leave for you know two weeks at a time and not my job w- on the surface would seem very glamorous like it's not like I'd go and sit in an office in you know Texas for two weeks I'd be in Mexico or I'd be in Fiji or Dubai Dubai or like the school rang me once um and and it was like nine o'clock in the morning here but it was like two o'clock in the morning in Mexico where I was and I was in a nightclub like I wasn't (laughs) clubbing because I like I'm old but like my job as an event person is to make sure that everybody's yeah yeah I, I basically swap three children for like 203 children who are also very drunk so <laughs> i'm stupid you know and um and so not stupid that was just your job that was my job and so like I, they rang and so they ring at nine o'clock in the morning and they just hear this oomph, oomph, oomph. <laughs> and i'm like hello hello and they're like the canteen's closed and the girls have got lunch orders i'm like i'm in mexico make him a sandwich click like i'm like what do you want me to do i can't, I can't do anything click um so, you know, I've, um, I've had, you know, and in, in that role, you know, like I, I said to my boss, I, I'm going to miss Mother's Day. I was travelling for Mother's Day and it was like eight o'clock at night. I said, you know, I need to put my kids to bed. And they were like, no, you need to stay. And um, I really tried hard to fit into that mould and it, it almost broke me. Like, wow. it, like it really did. And so now that I'm um, at the company I'm at now, um, I'm just so embraced and, and everyone is to be who they are. So, you know, like and I was, empl- I was employed during Zoom, uh, not Zoom, during COVID, like so <laughs> for loads during of During Zooming. But um, do you remember when you finished your last exam yeah. and Luca came home and I was in the middle of like a team meeting and I said, oh, that's my son. He just finished his last HSC exam. And they're like, oh, bring him on. And like they, everyone yeah. was like congratulating him and stuff. And um, I'm really heartened for the workplaces that Luca and the, the girls will go into now because I, I f- am seeing a real shift into employing a whole person and not employing. cog. Yeah, and so – and then, look, I, I work for a great company too um, that embraces that. And we have um, – so I work for a company called Salesforce. So everything has force at the end of it. Yeah, very forceful. Forceful. <laughs> but we have a thing called Faith Force, and that is the, that is the religious group. Um, so essentially like a Bible study or a church. And it embraces like all faiths. Mm. Um, but they meet regularly once a month. There's a there's a um, we have a thing called VTO, which is volunteer time off, going to the big kitchen to feed people and stuff. And um, yeah, so you know stuff like that just didn't you know. Again, I think you, you used to have to be it, well in my job anyway. You know, work like you don't have a faith, um, and I don't have to do that anymore. And it's really. Um, I feel really blessed that I can do that, that I work in that type of environment now that I can say, yeah. Well, it's almost like um, just listening to all your different stories across the last two podcasts, is it like, it's almost like God's um, taking some of the identities that you've formed throughout your life and forcing his way in there. Like, 100%. Yeah, which is, but that's what he's meant to do. Right? Yeah. And I think that's... Um, something that's really encouraging. And again, something that we talk about on Chip Lunch all the time is that God uses the experiences we have to mould us to be more like him, to be more like mm. Jesus. And like to you to say, well, being in the events space wasn't very helpful to being a Christian. Mm. It also showed you that your identity is a Christian. 
and that you like this isn't this is going to break me because my identity doesn't fit with this. Yeah, a hundred percent. I wish I hadn't. Tr- I wish I'd learnt that like maybe three months in and not two years in. <laughs> but I'm stubborn, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which you know, um, thankfully God is graceful uh, with my stubbornness. Uh, or determination, however we want to call it. Gracious or graceful? Graceful, that's what I meant. He's a, a gracefully gracious. That's <laughs> even better. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, and, and it's things like, you know, people say, oh, why, why did you let, th- why did you look up, why did you help that person? We should have just let them fail. And I'm like. Because that's not, yeah. Yeah, I just like, I, I, I can't do that if I, if you know, and I feel like that is part of, again, that, you know, mercy, right? Like that's just mm. who I am as a person because um, that's who God's helped me to be. Um, and I probably don't think of that in, in a really conscious way, but that's just, mm. you know, who I am as a person. Mm. Because, but not naturally, that's what God's made me to be. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. <laughs> oh, no. Naturally, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Um, all right. Let's wrap up the chips, though. Okay. And I, I think that I'm going to ask you both the same question. But I'll ask Luca first you, and so you can think of your answer. Okay. Luca, like, you're only 19? Uh, yeah, about to turn 19. Yeah. About to turn 19. So you've had it, obviously not been on, uh, on earth as long as your mum, yeah. <laughs> but... What would you like to tell yourself in terms of being a Christian? Like, if you look back on even your last 18 years and go, something that God has made you realise, and then you're like, I wish I knew that earlier. Yeah, I think um, the... I think just, like, the the idea that we're here for a short amount of time compared to we're going to be in eternity for heaven. So it's just, like, enjoy life on earth. I think is a cool thing. Um, something I um, would would tell myself when I'm younger, just like enjoy. I guess uh, you here. mean like don't get as stressed about things. Yeah, and also just like um, live for the moment. Yeah. Live for the moment, I guess, in a way. Um, kind of just yeah. Don't think too much mm. I- into the future. Just kind of go yeah. Um, we're here. Yeah. We're here for a short amount of time. We're going to heaven. So. And like knowing God's in control kind yeah. of gives you the confidence to be able to do that. Mm, so yeah. I think that would, would what would be I'd remind myself of when I yeah. do that. Awesome. Nikki? I love that you were like, I don't get stressed. We've just gone through uni exams. Yeah. Oh, and this, this, oh yeah. No, I need to tell myself now. And but. The, this young man <laughs> yeah. has uh, <laughs> um, Ex- expressed some stress. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, so what would I tell myself? Say the question again. I know it, but just say it again. Well, it's, I'm just looking at the entirety of a life yes. and what God's taught you across that life. What do you wish you knew earlier? Or what do you wish you perhaps um, put into practice in your faith earlier in your life? Um, that just that, the faith that, you know, um, that the little – I guess as you're younger, those little moments of um, faith and God looking after the situation and answered prayer and just those um, moments where God really intervenes in your life and and, um, shapes you and changes you become the foundation of when you then come up against big things that it becomes the, okay, well, you know, he looked after you when you were, you know, asking for the light to turn green. That's a really bad example. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of something when I was younger, but like the, the little things, how much more is when you bring to him, you know, in that moment when Luca was passing out, like um, God looked after us both in that moment, like just having that, that – um, that foundation um and this is just i guess true for me hence why i'm saying it is just that you you are loved all the time and whether you feel it or not it's true and um was saying at janelle so cameron hislop who was my youth leader has a saying and it's carried me through um a lot of things which is Facts don't change, but feelings do. And so the fact is, 
is that Jesus um, died for my sins and I am forgiven and I am loved and I am a child of God. That's a fact. How I feel about that in the day-to-day will change and sometimes I will feel comforted or worthy or like all the things but the fact remains that and so that is a helpful um touchstone for me to come back to um and and i you know i say it to the kids all the time um is that you know that this is the fact but how you feel about it it can change so um yeah, that would be what I'd say to myself. Remember the facts and just mm. g- go with the feelings. Jesus the same today, yesterday and into the future. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Did you true. imagine? That's a, yeah, I always think like, <laughs> what would I do if I wasn't a Christian? Like, Very true. Where would I be? Yeah. You know? I'd probably still be in Mexico at that nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> sandwiches? What? <laughs> Get me some sandwiches. Oh, it, that was the moment where I went, this is not the job for me. When they were like, can you just go and make sure that, like, I was at the side of a road with a grown man who should have known better, like, who had drunk too much, vomiting and passing out. And I was like, mm. in different to like the, no, 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 no. I was like, oh, come on. Come on. Gunther. He was from Germany. <laughs> come on, Gunther. <laughs> come on, Gunther. Get off the ground. <laughs> come on, mate. But you said, the other thing you said, though, is also like, you couldn't leave him behind either because you had, oh no, you know, the 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 care that God instills in us yes. too for other people, right? Yeah, yeah. It's super. It's because I. Sorry, and I knew you were closing off on a really good point, but I feel like this is a good one too. It's fine. Is we are inherently selfish. Yes, I could. It's like the root of all our sin, right? Hundred percent. Mm. I could be as selfish, like right in this moment. I could. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> Some people probably think I have been by talking all the time, talking all the time. But it's a conscious choice. And I think one of the things is that, that God gives us is that, that smoothing over of that conscious choice into um, it's just in our hearts. Yeah. And becomes a part of, you know, that, that thing that we do. Yeah. Thinking because we know that we're made in God's image where we feel like – we, well, we're given the, the impetus to look after other people that are made in his image. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, a good time to wrap up, Chips. Yeah. Thank you very much, Nikki. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Luca. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Really thank enjoyed the stories. And thank you to the wonderful paint and sip. Yeah. Look at that leaf. Look at the leaves. Look at the leaf. Look, that's got a bit of red in it. I you do can't, like... You can't be taught that. It's... <laughs> Covered with leaves. What were you sipping when you made this? Um, Champagne? No, an, a nice sparkling red. Love oh, a sparkling, sparkling red. red. Yeah. Goodness. Because I am classy. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, like I said, we're going to wrap up the chips. Uh, guys, you can check out all our other content on YouTube or your favourite podcast app that it comes out from, Soul Revival Church. Also, if you want some hectic church merch, yes. go to shop. We've just released our range. We've got a Staples range and a, and a spring range. So it's it's out there. It's ready to go. You can pay it. We'll ship it to you. No questions asked except to make sure you pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one question. That's the yeah. one question we only ask is like, how much? <laughs> um, uh, but as we always like to finish off with the chip lunch, we're going to do a one-way. Wow.